Come, walk down the winding path. Don't mind the spooks and monsters. They stay hidden within the trees. There are mysteries in this world that you need to know, and paranormal truths that need to be told. Come, step up into the caravan, where we share tales of old, as well as new accounts about things you thought only existed in your nightmares. And welcome back inside the caravan, the library of lore. And, of course, we've been on hiatus for quite some time because we've been renovating the inside of this horse carriage. We put in a new side-by-side refrigerator and a hot tub and new couches and cabinets. And, of course, all this was designed by Lady Anne. Hi, Lady Anne. Hello. Oh, could you hand me a towel? I just spilled a little bit of coffee on the Ouija board here. Oh, Oh, it's not funny. I don't want the evil spirits to come back and bite my head off because I ruined their telephone to the beyond. Would make for a good show, though. Uh, It might. It might. So, uh, of course, we've been on hiatus, like I said in the beginning there, uh, since October of 2018. And, of course, this is now starting into the dark season, the season of Jason, which is July, August, September, October, November. And, of course, this is coming quickly into our favorite time of the year as the season gets darker and it gets cooler at nights and a little more comfortable to sleep with your windows open and share some scary tales and stories. But... In the meantime, since we have been gone on hiatus for such a long time, there has been a lot of things that have gone on, um, personal experiences, and then some outside experiences that are part of the everyday norm. Um, Unlike Mm -hmm. Lady Anne, who's become very proficient in coffee making, apparently. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, what kind of coffee are we having? Um, this is a new blend. It's a bright and cherry happy <coughs> blend of coffee. <laughs> I was drinking mine with a straw. Don't mind me. <laughs> oh really? So do you feel like advertising the uh, the whole name and process of the coffee? Or This no. is coffee talk. <laughs> no. Nope. It's not a cool, it's not a cool, it's not like it's a death wish or... Sasquatch or bone. I think there's even a Bones Company coffee or something. Mm. So it's um, an over-the-counter coffee, in other words. No, it's a local one. It, it's called Sisters Oregon. Hmm. It's it's from it's a local coffee from Oregon, and so would it be a town named Sisters? About it. Yes, there is. There's a. We actually also have a town named Brothers. Huh. Ah. Very uh-huh. interesting. <laughs> You know, I shared a story for the 200th episode for Into the Fray Radio, 
and the story took place in a town called Sandwich, Illinois. Now, in all honesty, <laughs> if you look on the map, the town right next to it is named uh, Plano. So mm-hmm. I really, if I was a wealthy man, I would buy a swatch of property and name it Baloney. So that way you would have plain old <laughs> Baloney Sandwich all right next to each other. That's actually fantastic. I like it. it. Isn't it? I, it is mm-hmm. kind of, a, it's just like uh, the city of Joliet, Illinois. Uh, the next mm-hmm. town over is Romeoville. And of course they did that oh, wow. just in tribute to Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Which you don't mm-hmm. pronounce it Juliet. It is pronounced Joliet. It is a French name, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. it was still a homage to our good friend and writer Shakespeare. Well, it's funny. I uh, went with my friend the other day to an appointment that she had, and the road was called Lois Lane. I thought that <laughs> was the cutest thing. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. You know, Metropolis, mm-hmm. Illinois, is home of Superman, speaking of Lois Lane. And mm. that is where the entire creation of Superman came from. So there is a, you know, a statue similar to that. I think it might be a little bit bigger, but similar to that to the Mothman of Point Pleasant. Stands in the town center, a statue mm. of Superman. Which I never yeah, well. bought into the whole Superman thing anyway it was just too far-fetched mm-hmm. for me to ever get into superman you know coming from the planet of krypton and and being able to fly the way he can faster than a speeding bullet and it mm-hmm. just was a little too far out there although most right. superheroes are kind of far out there that one to me right. just seemed to be the most extreme but okay you know we go from coffee talk to superhero talk <laughs> at breakneck speed so welcome into the caravan and put your neck brace on because we do tend to go around the curves a little bit fast mm-hmm. here and wear a seatbelt. so anything interesting since the hiatus began last october with you with me mm-hmm. um well i moved i moved from one caravan to the other mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, it was, it's been interesting because I, with my cat, we moved in and he immediately took to this closet door that I have in the hallway. I use it for a craft closet, all my sewing and everything. And he just would stand there and yowl at this door. And so I started opening the door like, hey, man, you can't go in there. There's there's nothing for you. This isn't the bathroom. It's not a passageway, but here you go. And he would even scratch on the door because he wanted it open. Mm-hmm. Well, then later on, you know, I didn't really say anything. And the kids didn't seem like they really noticed it too much. Occasionally, I thought that I might feel something, but, you know, I try to just ignore it the best that I can. Well, one day, one of my kids come to me and they're like, Mom, I feel like I'm being watched. And I'm just like, man, <laughs> you know, like, I don't want this to be my luck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I love this place. I'm really happy. And I <laughs> I don't need it to be, you know, having an, another 
guest that uh, I wasn't intending on living with. Right. And what but, a creepy thing for your child to say to you. you know, right. That's something a child should not be familiar with is something watching them. And, you know, when she says, I feel or I have the feeling that I'm being watched, that's mm-hmm. hair raising. No, it really, it really is. And so, you know, I did the whole, I saged the house and I put my, I've got little witch's bells with uh, runes that I carved uh, on my door. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's a protection thing. And I feel like everything's going a lot better. The cat hasn't been over by that slide or that uh, closet door at all for couple weeks now really that's kind of interesting and considering the fact that this is a house correct Mm mm-hmm okay right so it's its own separate entity from attachment to other living quarters so I find that uh, I don't know it's not to say that apartments can't be infiltrated by another entity whether it's malevolent or whether it's good or neutral I suppose Mm -hmm. that I do know that uh, Sean Wick had mentioned that his apartment was haunted. And it was a common older apartment. Uh, And, you know, he shared pictures. It's not a place that you would look at and say, oh, that looks haunted. No, this is just your run-of-the-mill apartment building. And Mm -hmm. yet he had some really strange activity going on there. So it is possible, I suppose. I just know that we all kind of formulate and put in the box that when you're talking of a living space that may be haunted or occupied by another entity, usually think of it as a house and not an apartment dwelling. Right. Well, no, that's true. And remember, too, uh, man, this was years ago. I wonder I wonder how many years ago. It's been a long time, but Ryan Sprague's uh, apartment. Remember... He he had mentioned something about it on End of the Fray, the, but this was in the beginnings mm-hmm. of the of the show. So, and that was an apartment, right? That's true. So, and did not um, Sam Sharon have some strange thing? He was in an apartment also when he right. was dis- discussing the mirror. Yes, I remember that. I've yeah. I've always wanted him to come on and. Uh, tell that story or any other stories that he may have so sam if you're listening (laughs) we want you here oh he'll be on he'll be on and along (laughs) with other guests that um i have in the queue for coming onto the caravan of course we have revamped and revitalized and took some vitamins to make the caravan a little bit different structured with some new talking points and subjects that mm-hmm. are a lot more researched, which is all part of the hiatus in which we have taken uh, to give us time to do that. And of course, I have you know undertaken many other little projects too on the side, but all those projects help me to research more topics that are a little bit more unusual uh, mm-hmm. to the caravan of lore. So you can look forward to that. And of course, you know, as I like to say, you, the listener, are the most important part of the caravan. So when you have an idea or an experience and would like at least somebody to listen or Mm -hmm. do research into, please feel free, reach out and contact us. You can contact us on our webpage. And Jennifer, she's the curator of the webpage. She can give you the information. And there's a contact section 
on that page, and you can send it to us that way too. Or you can reach out to us at the Caravan of Lore group on Facebook, and you can direct message me. Uh, and I will be, I usually respond pretty quickly when I see messages come in, so I will respond mm-hmm. pretty quickly. But this is about you guys and your experiences right. too. Yeah, no, you guys are, are what makes the show what it is, you know? And mm-hmm. so anytime that you guys have a, even, even if you're sitting there going, well, I don't know, but it, it still feels a little weird, a little shaky, you know? Feel free. Right. Yeah, size does not matter here. And what I mean by that, and it's right. it's not a sexual reference, it's really not. Size does not matter. I had a very peculiar experience, and I did share it with you, Jen, but I'm going to share it with everybody else, too. I had a really right. peculiar experience, and it left me scratching my head going, okay, this is really strange, but is it monumental to the paranormal world? Probably not, but... It's still, I, I, it's a mystery. And mysteries are just as much fun as the paranormal. It really is. So the story is that I had taken Jennifer via a video feed shopping with me. And I went to a, a single department store called At Home. And it's a home furnishing store, and they have everything from patio to bathroom decor and kitchen, and they have it all. For You can furnish your entire house seven times over with all the items there. But I went there for one specific reason, which was to look for a new cushion for a chair that I have over here at Studio 401 that sits next to a sliding glass door. And it's a beautiful metal chair. But I've sat on it to put my shoes on, and it's like, you know, this thing needs a cushion. Need a little softness on the tush. So <laughs> Jennifer and I will usually talk about subjects, and we are video feeding, and I went to the store, and I'm walking around and here and there, and I'm finding cool things, and, and Jennifer is finding some cool stuff as, as we're video chatting. And I come across... Mm-hmm some cushions that I think would work fine. I tried a few different out and I went and they have the similar chair at this location. So I'd put the cushion on the chair. Nah, I really don't like how that one looks, but I found a cushion. I'm like, you know what? I bet this one will work. So I looked at it and if you are all familiar, pillows and mattresses, they all have tags that are sewn into the pillow or mattress. And some of those tags is that infamously funny joke of do not remove under penalty of law. And it gives you the care instructions for either that cushion or pillow. Well, there was a tag sewn on this cushion, and it had the price tag on there and the care information. And I look at it, and it said $14.99 for the cushion. I'm like, well, that's, you know, it's affordable. So I put the cushion under my arm, and Jennifer is having a conversation with her daughters while we were on the video chat about a virtual reality. So she was distracted with this. And I walk to the back of the store and I find that chair and I put the cushion on the chair and yeah, it looks great. looks really good. Okay, I'm going to buy this. So I put the cushion back under my arm again and looked at some of the Halloween decorations that are now put out a little bit early, but I'm okay with that. And we shopped around and looking at Halloween decorations and proceeded to go up towards the checkout. And I told Jennifer, I'm like, okay, I'm going to call you back when 
because I need my phone to check out with. Unfortunately, I wish I'd have known ahead of time I would not have hung up the phone so that she could have shared the experience with me. So I'm waiting in line, and as I'm transferring funds on my phone, a couple of ladies said, are you waiting in line? I'm like, no, no, go ahead. And I'm kind of standing back out of the way, out of line. And the second woman in line, she had a few items in her cart, and she was holding probably a three-month-old baby. And the baby was just staring at me intently, which I understand I'm strange-looking, and I'm wearing that, you know, Coal Shack hat, which is my new trademark because I do Stranger Than Fiction news, and it's just an ego thing. And the baby's staring at me intently, and she checks out and leaves, and I'm the next one up, and I put the cushion up on the register, and the lady cashier asked me, she's like, did you find everything okay? And I'm like, yes. And she goes to look for the price tag on the cushion, and there's nothing. There's nothing on the cushion. And we could barely see in the seam where there was a tag that was cut off. I'm like, wait a minute. I know that I looked at it, and it said $14.99. So she picks up her radio, and she's going to call the store manager to do a price check. I'm like, you know what? That's okay. They're at the end of the aisle over here. I'll just go over there and grab another one that has a price tag on it. So I walk over there, and it just so happens the store manager came over at the same time. And we look at the cushions. None of the cushions had the price tags on them. They were all removed, gone. And she looks at me going, why would all these tags be gone? I'm like, I have no idea, but I know when I picked this up, I looked at the price on the tag and it said $14.99. I know that. And she's like, huh. So she walks over to the next dial over, which they had the same cushion, only an entirely different color scheme. It was a multicolor scheme. And she picks it up and, of course, that one has a tag on it. And the price was $14.99. I'm like, how would I have known the price of that if it what? She's like, well, you mean to tell me that somebody snipped off all these tags? And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, but they're not laying on the floor. And how would they have done that when I'm carrying it around under my arm? I have no idea. There was nobody in my close proximity to have removed the tag. And it had to have been done with scissors because the tags that they use are the material called Tyvex, you cannot rip mm-hmm. Tyvex. You, you can try, but it's, you know, it's a synthetic chemical uh, made by DuPont. You cannot mm-hmm. tear it, and that's why they use Tyvex, so that it's you know, tear-proof and it'll right. remain rigid. For I cannot figure that one out for the life of me, and I stood there with my jaw open, and the store manager's looking at me like, uh, uh, I don't know what to make of it, because they were not laying on the floor. I, 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 how? How did that happen? Now, I understand right. that's not a paranormal story, but you mean to tell me somebody was that meticulous to be able to cut it as perfectly as they did while it was under my arm without me knowing it? I highly doubt Same. it. And right. all I did was put it on the chair. I looked at it. Yeah, it's good. And I put it back under my arm again. That was it. It didn't leave my arm until I was up at the register. I don't know how that happened. I have no, right. and, and on the cushion that she did give me that had the price tag of $14.99, she's like, well, here, take this up to the register and she'll just scan that and price it out. So I tried to pull the tag out. I try, I could not remove that tag. Mm-hmm. I tried. I wanted to see. Maybe, maybe the tags are just poorly attached and just, no, mm-mm. 
This, <laughs> it was not coming out. So I, I don't um, know what to make of that. I mean, it's a good story. You know, it's one of those things where even though it's not necessarily paranormal, it's a really odd thing. It's a mystery. And right. Yeah, no, exactly. So even if, if anybody has other weird stories that just don't make sense, uh-huh. we want those too. <laughs> right. So, yeah, and no, that's weird. We shared a couple of stories uh, the other night. We had the privilege of being on Lighting the Void on the Fringe FM with Joe Roop. And mm-hmm. Lady Ann and myself were, were on that show. And the, some of the subject matters were really interesting. Uh, Jen, you brought up the subject of movement without being able to see it when you're out right. in the woods. And Joe Roop had that same experience. He, him and his friends, they felt like they were being rushed by something. They turn around and put the lights on it. They could see shrubbery moving, but they didn't see any animal or entity. But when they would turn the lights away, they would hear this rush of footsteps coming towards them again. That is... Right. That's kind of terrifying, and you mentioned the same thing, similar, in your personal experience. And I think that that was one of our earlier episodes, just a a little bit of a recap for our listeners. It's one of those Uh things where I I was out back at my house, you know, we had about an acre of land, and my best friend and I wanted to just watch the stars come out, and you could see just those first stars coming out, and... Behind us was the big rock garden because they come from a long line of rock hounders. So they go out and they, you know, get agates and thunder eggs and all that stuff, you know. And we had that all behind us over by the deck. And it has a very specific sound to it when you walk on it. It's a, you know, that ting and, and these different scratch type noises. Whereas, it, you know, it's a lot different from walking on gravel or river rock. Well, it sounded like it was just coming from everywhere. Like, you know, in, it was so intense. And I was looking at my friend because we were sitting next to each other in lawn chairs. And I'm just like, look behind me, look behind me, you know. Cause, and I'm looking behind her and she hears it too. And there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing behind us. And I just ended up getting up and I ran. She followed behind me, got into the house, locked the door. It was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying, um, you know, and this was the story that then a couple of weeks later we went camping and we heard footsteps again and we had ran into the bathroom that uh, was at the campground and we heard it was like somebody pacing back and forth in front of the bathroom door. And when I had opened the door, nobody was there. It was just a bunch of trees. And I thought it was the weirdest thing and I thought, you know, I didn't know what to think. And we finally, we went back to the tent, went to sleep for the night. And the craziest part about it was when I woke up the next morning and we went to go into the bathroom and brush our teeth and get ready for the day, there were no trees at all. Yeah, that's, that's creepy. Right, right. That's So creepy. it's like, you know, so then it's, it's kind of this question of, okay, were you hearing that somebody was actually there? Was it an unseen entity or something? Or was it this weird, what would it be, like a time slip or something to where you can you can see and hear into maybe the past? I don't know. 
interesting take. Right. Yeah, I don't know either. If yeah. we did know, we would be, you know, very wealthy. And But no, we <laughs> don't know. None of us right. know. But it's fun to talk about and speculate because it, it may take you down a path that you didn't think existed towards finding whatever the truth is. And right. That's what this is all about. It's about sharing and getting those experiences. And, of course, in some of the circumstances that people may have in a paranormal type of an experience, there are ways of protecting yourself or ridding the problem altogether. And if you don't know, you can always reach out to us and and ask because we do have other resources other than just the two of us that have information on how to take care of a certain situation. Right, Right. Exactly. Not all, but some. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not we're not going to help you out with Sasquatch or Bigfoot or <laughs> a Yowie or Yeti. You know that no. that you're just going to have to stick a dynamite and take care of yourself. But <laughs> as far as the unseen world, um, yeah, there's certain information that there. we have at our disposal to be able to help you out. Right. So, uh, what else is planned for the caravan? I know there's uh, some other interesting topics that we will be covering as far as the uh, conscious world around us. And as boring as that subject may sound, it's not boring at all. It's actually things that a lot of people really don't think of. And that's kind of another goal of ours at the caravan is to bubble up some of these topics that have been lying under the surface for a long time. And once they come to the surface again and we rediscover them together. I think you find them really fascinating and consciousness of the world around us in the universe and in animal life and plant life, especially I want to talk about the plant life consciousness because it is a debatable topic with a lot of people Mm -hmm. that say, no, there is no consciousness in the world of plant life. And I beg to differ. So that will be a show within itself. See, I really love doing the consciousness episode that we did with uh, MJ. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> it's definitely a topic that I've wanted to do again, especially with, you know, one thing that I really truly believe in, something that I've seen in my own life, is really being able to manifest your reality. I believe that it's a, you know, we, in my opinion, we're made up of energy. Our thoughts are made up of energy. Everything outside of us is made up of energy. So the more you think about something, right, the more energy you're putting into it. So therefore, you're you're creating it. You're building it until it manifests into reality. And one of the biggest things was uh, getting the place that I'm actually living at now. Um, you know, I had just I started this new job. And I was talking with my best friend and I'm like, man, you know, I, cause I lived in the opposite direction of where the sitters is for the kids to go to and where I work, where I work. And I'm just like, well, I, I don't know how I would make it work unless I could move back to my hometown. And I was just putting it out there to the universe. You know, it's something that I had wanted to do for years was move back home. Well, to my hometown, and I'm like, well, maybe, maybe now's the time, you know, just putting it out there right, to the universe right. for fun that now is when it will happen. And I actually looked on Craigslist 
And the very first posting was this place. And I had it by that night. I'm telling you, I have had instances like that in my life where you really put it out there to the universe that this is what I need, this is what I'm going to manifest, and then it instantly happens, you know? Right. And the the funny thing, too, is, you know, what you send off, you really do bring back to you. And this was a topic that I uh, was talking about with my friend because... A lot of people um, experience different when it comes to talking about these subjects. Because you can go out into the world and say, oh yeah, I listened to paranormal radio. Or I've had an experience. And you're going to get two reactions. One, accepting and somebody going, oh man, I've had the same. Or the other, where they're looking at you like you're a nut job, you know? Mm -hmm. And... I was like, well, I've gotten really lucky that most of the people that I talk to are very open to this subject. And the funniest part was I ended up switching dental offices. And I ended up, I kid you not, this is like, what, a year or two ago? And we were just talking, you know, doing the whole, you know, I'm me and this is what I do and all that. Well, it was a renovated farmhouse that this dental office is in and they actually, it's haunted and they have had experiences there. And I was just blown away. Like, really? Like, how amazing is that? And then, uh, just a couple, um, like last week or week before I went and, um, they hired a, uh, a hygienist and you know sometimes it's a small office so doctor had been doing it the whole time and then now he hired a hygienist and we were talking and getting to know each other as well and come to find out she herself is somebody that practices uh, hypnotherapy and animal communications and she was really excited to hear about the podcast and she was like oh you know and she gave me the names of some other animal communicators and um, yeah, it's, it's really amazing if you, how you focus your energy and then watching your world mold to where you're, where you're vibrating, you know? Right, right. Okay. Well, two, two thoughts, a point to that is a, mm-hmm. when you said hygienist, I like that term as someone that can go into a house and cleanse it. You could be a haunted hygienist. Oh, there's an idea. Clean the house, you know, this house is clean. Yeah, I like that idea. But you know what? It's it's a privilege to be part of a podcast like this because you brought Mm -hmm. up a very interesting point about there's two things that happen. Either people are enthralled by what you're sharing or they think you're a nut job. And I think with the revolution of paranormal podcasts in which we are a part of i think that is help compressing and depressing that thought process with a lot of people so that new generations that grow up it's a little more accepting to listen to what their young experiences are because there's the shield that has put that has been put out there for a period Mm -hmm. of time in the paranormal world of podcasting and sharing 
And I think it's a lot more acceptable now. And 10 years from now, it'll probably be a lot more accepted. And the mockery and the shun won't be as prevalent as it was five years ago. And it's getting a little bit less. But I do notice that in a lot of interview cases, when people have a cryptid encounter or a ghost encounter, they say, yeah, I never really shared with anybody because I was ridiculed. And right. I think that I think what we are doing is pulling that fire hose out and trying to extinguish that thought process because one important thing that we do here is we don't mock, we don't judge, we listen. Right. And as far out as that subject may seem to you, it's mm-hmm. probably not that far out to us. We'll be stunned by it, but it's not really that far out. We've heard some really strange stuff that makes you scratch your head, but neither Jennifer or myself or anybody else that's tightly knitted knitted to us will ridicule or say, no, that's a nut job and we want nothing to do with it. We accept everybody's story and we listen to it intently. And Jennifer, you've had some experiences that have definite proof and evidence that it was earth-shaking and I've had experiences that were earth-shaking I don't have the evidence that you do but it still happened so if it can happen to us it can happen to anybody and we are very open to sharing and listening and not judging your experience right right no it's true it's um you know and it's hard too because uh I have had a lot of different experiences throughout my life since I was a child, and I know that if you really begin to be open and you really, you know, it's kind of this double whammy for me because, number one, I'm into it, right? So you run that risk initially. But then, even if you're accepted... And people are like, oh, yeah, okay. But then you keep talking and you keep having experiences. And eventually they're like, really? That's not normal. You know, that's not normal. How, you know, I've only had one experience. How can you have, you know, a thousand and blah, blah, blah. And, right. You know, so it, so it is it is a little difficult. Um, but the one thing, and, I, and I'll tell you, man, I feel really lucky that most, most of my experiences, there's always been somebody with me, whether it was my best friend, my children, a family member, I haven't been alone. And I'm telling you that if I would have been, if most of these things happened and it was just my experience, I would literally think I was nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's really intense, you know? Um, well, that's a common side effect. People think, they're okay. There's something wrong with me. Right. That, right. It's not necessarily the case. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. But no, it is fortunate true. to have a uh, witness with you. My first profound UFO experience was standing in the backyard of my childhood home with both my mother and my father watching right. this thing for 45 minutes. And right. it, without the two of them there, I may have said, Okay, that's either normal or I'm losing my mind. Mm. So, you know, that was fortunate for me to have that experience to be shared with somebody else, especially, you know, somebody you can trust, like a family member. 
mother, mm-hmm. father, sister, brother, whatever the case may be, best friend, it it does help. It does help to, and it gives yeah. It gives you a debating point too of did you experience the same thing I did? Mm-hmm. Now after that UFO experience, and it went out of sight silently. I looked at my mother, and both of her hands were covering her mouth. She right. saw the same thing I saw, and she was speechless. Mm-hmm. She didn't know what to make of it, and that is the reaction I did not expect, but she was speechless. She didn't know what to make of what she saw, nor did right. my father, nor did I. And I was you know, a young kid at the time, but mm-hmm. I knew what I was looking at didn't seem normal of this world. So, right. yeah, it does, definitely helps to have somebody there with you. But we are going to be those people that are where, are there with you if you've had an right. experience and you're by yourself. Let us be yeah. the ones that will at least hold your hand and listen to what your story is. No, exactly. Exactly. Oh, and I do want to say, too, because um, I'm really excited Speaking of my best friend, uh, that we've had a lot of those experiences, um, you know, she was the one that I had the experience with the, the footsteps and she's also the one that I had experience with, uh, her house was haunted and you could hear footsteps, you know, when we were home alone and I think I told it on the show where, you know, as kids we were sitting there spying on her brother, we were having a sleepover and her brother had a friend over. And the way that the stairs went, they went down and then there's a landing and then the stairs continued in the opposite direction. We thought he was coming over towards us like, oh, he sees us spying on him. And we jumped down the stairs and we run into the basement, into the guest bedroom. We shut the door, we get under the covers, but all of a sudden the door just slams open. Oh, man. And we're laying there, and we are looking at each other, and we just have this feeling that somebody is standing there, and they are mad. It just feels like your whole body is just, like, gross. You know? It's just really mm-hmm. intense. Well, finally, we looked out, you know, put the cover down, and looked, and nobody was there at all. And so we go upstairs, and we're like, we know that was you, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And of course, mom was sitting there and she's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but it is past bedtime. There's no reason for you to be out of bed, you know, and he's been here the entire time because him and his friend were sleeping in the living room on the floor. Okay. Okay. And it was just like, seriously, <laughs> like we would have rather have it been him, you know, than this weird whatever it was. But right. anyways... She actually had an experience up behind her house that has always fascinated me. Uh, she There's this uh, little shack up on the hill behind the house. And her and I believe it was a couple of her friends and possibly her sister, they were just out hiking around. Because that's what we did. We didn't watch TV. We didn't, you know, we were out in the woods hiking around. So... She, they find this house, and it's obviously abandoned. And she's standing there, and they're checking it out. When all of a sudden, she looks up, and there's a woman standing there, like, with a, with a watering hose. And a man standing in the window of this house. But they are see-through. Mm-hmm. And the woman's watering nothing. 
And it wasn't just her that saw it. There was other people there that day that saw it, and they were so scared. And it's funny the way that she describes it, because they just started running off, and it was like they scattered in all directions. They, they didn't know where to go, because they were terrified. Yeah, everyone for themselves. We're out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, exactly. Um, however, I've never been there. And they just cut in a new logging road that makes it really easy to get over there. So her and I are going to go on some adventures. And she's going to take me back to where she had that experience. And I don't know. You know, I've thought about I could do um, a live, you know, a Facebook live thing. So everybody else can go there with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, take some photos and we can make an episode out of it. So that way, you know, the photos can stay up on the website. Um you know, and then we, you know, there's some other locations like the Shanghai Tunnels that I'm wanting to go to. And as well as a local, uh, it's called Night Hall. It's at Pacific University in Forest Grove. Apparently, uh, there's stories that date back to, you know, the 70s about a ghost, apparently, that goes by the name of Vera that haunts uh, Night Hall. So hopefully hmm. I can get a tour and talk with some people that are residing there currently and see if there's been any current happenings and yeah lots very lots awesome. of fun things planned yeah very awesome yeah we do have some uh, like i said we do have some things in the catch for up and coming shows uh subject matters from mind control to black-eyed kids to yes you you name it the paranormal cryptids so these are things that are being filed away and will be in up and coming shows but i am so looking forward to that story just just picturing it in my head of an old woman and she's out there watering nothing as if there is nothing to be watered but it's translucent and yet they see it and they scatter that's terrifying I don't know if I wanted to see that. Mm -hmm. It's very unexpected. But I'm looking forward to that story. And maybe there'll be history to what that house was. Who knows? Yeah, no, it would be fascinating to be able to get, like, um, I wonder if there's a way to be able to talk to who owns it. You Mm. know, that, and that's one thing that's always fascinated me is all these abandoned houses. What's the story on them? Why are they mm-hmm. abandoned? Who do they right. belong to? Can you buy it? Right. <laughs> right, right. So. Yeah, there is a reason. There is a reason. Well, nobody is there yeah. anymore or keeping property maintenance on it. Right. All right, Jen. Well, I need to <clears throat> step out of the caravan and go feed the horses because they're getting a little restless. So I will go <laughs> get some oats in the bucket and feed the horses and take care of the outside of the caravan but thank you everybody for stopping by and giving us a listen to a renewed version of the caravan of lore and of course as always thank you jennifer thank you so much it was wonderful we can't wait to see you guys next week okay bye (laughs) bye from childhood's hour i have not been as others were I have not seen as others saw. I could not bring my passions from a common spring. From the same source I have not taken my sorrow. I could not awaken my heart to joy at the same tone. 
and all I loved, I loved alone. Then, in my childhood, in the dawn of a most stormy life, was drawn from every depth of good and ill, the mystery which binds me still. From the torrent or the fountain, from the red cliff of the mountain, from the sun that round me rolled in its autumn tint of gold, from the lightning in the sky as it passed me flying by, from the thunder in the storm and the cloud that took the form when the rest of heaven was blue, of a demon in my view.